0: Hey everybody, this is I Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. Um, a lot has changed in the last week since the last episode. Our lives have changed drastically.
1: Drastically.
0: Um, but we're into our normal uh, open water routine. Um, so this week's episode, uh, you'll hear some listener questions. We'll go with a week in review. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about breaking bad habits.
1: Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, how technology and our new watercrafts have changed our experiences on the water. We've got a little bit of an update on the guide situation. We've got the weekend preview
0: and then we are out of here. And right now we've got new microphones. So hopefully these solve all of our problems. We'll never have to worry about sound quality again.
1: Well, and you know, they're kind of the way they're placed. Uh, I I find myself staring at your cleavage a lot, man. <laughs> the, the mic
0: placement is just like a tractor beam. I'm, I won't wear this low cut again. Okay? <laughs> oh yeah. I took one of those walleye talk T-shirts we've got. You know, you oh, can yeah. buy them if anybody else wants it. Yes. And I cut a nice deep V into this one.
1: <laughs> well, I was thinking about rolling mine up. You know, from the
0: bottom. <laughs> yeah, and then tucking it in.
1: That's right, nice so, and tight. It's a good look. Yeah, for, good I look. think so. The problem is, you know, that part of my body has not never seen the sun. <laughs> So, um, it's like looking at a piece of paper, um, with some really scraggly hairs on it, like six of them. Uh, yeah,
0: that's it. Like a, like a fourth grader, like took a pen and, pen, and, and made a few chests here. All right,
1: you caught me. All right, you caught me. <laughs>
0: For these reasons, we're going to skip the YouTube uh, video, so the, the the podcast is just going to be audio this week, because of the low-cut t-shirts and, right. and the mediocre chest hair.
1: You know, it, it wouldn't have been so bad, but we wore the same t-shirt. Right,
0: <laughs> That was the big mistake. That was the mistake, and
1: God, who wore it better? Whatever. Maybe we'll take a we picture. We could have a
0: contest later on in the summer. Let's get bronzed up first, though, before we do that. Yeah. Because mostly we want the contrast. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. No tan lines. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, that note, let's take our first break and we'll hear from Portadoc. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta dash dot com. Find your local Portadoc dealer today. Porta all right, only one less listener question. This one comes from Bob Kords. Um, He asked us, um, what do we do to make your clients experience and fun um, and enjoyable when the fishing's tough? This is a, a pretty important skill, I'd say, for, for successful guides.
1: And we run into it quite often. I mean, as much as we want to say, yeah, we just clobber the snot out of them all the time. Um, we have bad days. Yeah. Um, and it's more common than you think. Right. Um, I'm not going to say it's a daily occurrence because that's not the truth either. <laughs> I mean, I really hope not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you just try and keep the mood light. In my boat, I try to keep the mood light, um, try to keep everyone engaged, you sure. know, um, and always keep hope in the boat because it, it, all it takes is driving over one school of fish. Yeah. And your tough day became a really good day. Right, right. And especially, like, for me, working evening, you know, doing a lot of evening guide trips. Mm-hmm. Your best bites in that last forty-five minutes. You always have that hope.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Because if you, you know, I run mostly mornings or full days starting in the morning, um, or that's what I default to, unless I'm doubled up or they want to fish the evening. Uh, but your your chances are dwindling as the time goes on. Right. You know? So if you really struggle from nine to eleven or whatever eight to eleven, it's it's a little harder to keep hopes high for that last hour.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: That being said, I caught most of my fish after 11 o'clock yesterday. So and this is the time of year where that can happen.
1: Right. Yeah, where every minute, or, you know, every moment that it's warming up in the cooler water right. could mean that you land on a pot of fish that now has just became active yeah. or just moved up. Yeah, sure. So that's, yeah, that's a good question, Bob. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I, I would
1: agree with keep
0: trying to keep morale high. I also don't think it does any good my approach is to be up front with you know, to address it like right. we are we're, we're we're struggling right now right. we got to we got to keep our keep our heads up and and keep working at it but you know you don't want to ignore the fact that like we're having a hard time finding fish or getting them to bite right um so addressing it and then making it i always try to make it a team experience you know that uh we will figure something out right and then change things up as much as you can you know uh and I keep, I think keeping keeping morale high is important. Also, uh, if especially as we wear further on into the summer, talk about your options. What are our options? Do we want to stick with our target species here and go with this throughout, or should we maybe try to go get some bites?
1: Right, and you'll make a bad day worse by getting out of the game mentally. Yeah. You know, you as the client. Um, if you kind of check out for the next 20 minutes, well, that could be when you get your bites. Mm -hmm. And if you happen to lose that bite, it's gonna make your bad um, experience much, much worse because you just missed out on opportunity, especially these lakes here, of a nice high quality fish. Right,
0: yeah, for sure. (laughs) I've found that you do, when discussing options with customers, most of the folks that would say we wanna stick with walleyes, right? We wanna grind it out. Those are pretty avid anglers, and therefore they know that this is a fact of chasing white-tailed critters, that you, you're going to land on days like this. And I hope that then I sort of change the conversation to, like, what can we learn from this experience? What's, what's leading to the tough fishing? Um, is it conditions? Am I missing, you know, did my game plan miss the mark? And then those folks are hopefully getting some value out of that, right? right. If they're avid walleye anglers, they're getting some value out of seeing how a guy who fishes every day is trying to problem solve or trouble a tough day on the water. And that's just part of, part of walleye fishing.
1: One of my, (laughs) so one of my like least favorite experiences to have as a guide, especially like for me working morning evenings, um, is when you first get out to a lake and you go over spot number one, and it's loaded and you catch like four or five walleyes in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's all you catch for walleyes <laughs> for like the uh, remaining... for the rest of the day. You catch yeah. the first, you know, catch four and 20 minutes. You're like, dude, is this going to be my 20 fish day this year? You right. know, and then it poops all over you. <laughs> and you're like, wow, those, you know, that smallmouth was really
0: fun three hours ago. Yeah. And I, <laughs> like, I know we have a habitual spot that that happens to us on.
1: It just crushes you.
0: And it's weird because it it seems more frequent in the in the evening trips where you get there at five, four or five o'clock. Oh yeah, right away, fish, active fish, hungry fish, but and they're cooperative for a couple passes. Yep, and then they're they're out of there. Peace out. Yep, and then they don't come back. <laughs> right. Like the where whole right. where did they go? Where did they? I cause, yeah exactly because I'll
1: come back and check that mm-hmm. spot because you're like they're they're probably going to move up some one of these times. So you yep. check it. You know, you checked it at four and you caught them. And you check it again at five thirty, yeah. And
0: you check it at six thirty, right. And you check it at seven thirty. And you're doing that because it, that that time of year and the body of water, ten bites is a good a good day,
1: especially in you know July August.
0: Yeah. Yep. So you're going to a because one that spot can do that for you. you oh know?
1: yeah, if I'm going to catch twenty fish out there, it's because of that
0: spot. Yeah. And you just don't get uh, concentrations of fish like like that spot happens mm-hmm. to have, but it'll burn you and. Uh,
1: it, can, it turns into a time suck. Mm-hmm. It turns into a time suck like that, and that's what you're trying to eliminate, especially that time of year, because you, you need to spend as much time as possible over these marks. Right.
0: Yeah. So I, to, just to sum up this, this topic, uh, professionally, what I try to do is demonstrate that I'm trying my hardest, that I know what I'm talking about, and I'm not going to give up until the time runs out. Right. That's what I try to do professionally. And how often do you go into overtime? More often than not on those, you know? Yeah,
1: because you, yeah. you want them more so than your clients yeah. want to. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: How, I mean, how often do you have people like, can we, I mean, thanks for trying. Can we go in now? Right. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's happened to me a number mm-hmm. of times. Like, yep. okay, it's time.
0: Ty- it's got, we got to go. <laughs> yep. Even today, which was a pretty good day fishing, and then it waned at the end, and my folks were, they said, let's hang her up. You know, we were 20 minutes away from the, the end of the day mm-hmm. but they'd had enough yeah it's good question not yeah. my favorite like it, if you have a, a guide experience in mind where uh, like this has happened to you actually Bob and I had a pretty <laughs> a pretty tough day uh, the guy who asked the question oh yeah um, we had a pretty tough day but at least for me and I know it's true for you like the truck ride home from the tough days is pretty <laughs> brutal man uh, yeah, and I think that's true of of any guide. Uh, who who cares that it it is going to happen to us and you? It's hard not to to hang your head and and feel a little bad. About. You feel defeated, right? Right. But then you just go fishing again. That's yeah. like the best thing I can do. Like I've often done that. Gotten home, had a rough one. Talked to Bree about it, and the only solution for me is to go fishing. Go figure it out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that's true for folks, for anybody. If you have a rough morning, uh, figure out the shortest amount of time you have to spend before you can go fishing again. Right. To, to help get rid of that feeling. Right. And the only way to get rid of it is to go back Sleep
1: off. it off. Yeah. Do it all again tomorrow. Yeah. Um, should we go on to the next one, or should we... Let's take a break. This week's episode is brought to you by The One Stop in Longville. Uh, the One Stop in Longville has a great selection of Engel coolers and Freyville Magnum bait stations. Dan, did you know that Engel came out with a 7.5 liter? I did. Which is impressive. Perfect for the people who want crappie minnows and fatheads. One scoop. Keep your bait alive real well. And they also have the real big ones, the 30 quarts and the 19 quarts um, for, for Shiner season, which we're in full swing right now. So, Dan... What's new with you?
0: Um, well, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna hit two topics with, with Juan here. Oh,
1: I was I was talking about your LARPing, live action role play. I know you've been setting that up in the backyard. <laughs> um, have you reached Night that's, King? That's for me. Status. That's
0: for me. I don't share that with, with the outside just, world. Are we even recording we have right to now? Keep some things private. Well, yeah, I just did you
1: did you did you reach Night yeah, King yet?
0: Him. I beat him. No, right. you didn't. I'm a num- number. You, I'm a level nine paladin now. It's you're you're joking me.
1: Yeah, cool. I'm cool. so proud of you. I'll show you how I did it. You've later. you've invested a lot of time and energy into this, and I'm so glad that you've now, you know, you've <laughs> raised, raised up so high. All right, enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some people might believe
1: it. They should. It's a true story.
0: <laughs> um, we it obviously. Would probably but for up. real though, like LARPing would be kind of fun to do once, maybe once, and in a different state. I don't yeah. want to know anybody. Right. I'd hate to have that. You know, like your mask comes off for mm-hmm. a second. Is that Dan Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I know that face anywhere. <laughs> um, we're good to guide. But I'd probably
1: like be an axe yielder. more so than a swordsman.
0: Hmm. I feel like I. Your your swing speed would be a lot slower than you want it to be.
1: I'd be just like Gimli.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm. Are we over this yet? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, what's that movie? What's the movie in uh, case roll anybody? Role
1: role role models. Role models. Yeah. Roll
0: models. <laughs> um. We were gonna t- do the the guide. Update oh, I'm at sorry. The end.
1: Oh no no, I just screwed it up. I just week in review.
0: That's what I wanted to I say. I know, but I feel like to review the week, we have to discuss that the reason our lives change is we can we can guide. We, we have can to guide about that first. Yes, let's we do week it. We'll,
1: we'll so, put the week in review at the end before the preview.
0: So we missed out on nine days of the season guiding.
1: Not a big deal.
0: Not a big deal. Is that right? Eight days of the season. Um, no, it's nine. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, nine days. Okay, nine days of the season. We were cleared to start guiding on Monday the 18th with uh, the caveat that we can only have two customers in the boat. Um, I did a, I've talked with a lot of guides around and everybody seems to be everybody that I interact with is on the same page. Like, let's just follow the rules Everybody, and it also levels the playing field, right? right? Um, so I'd hope that everybody is sticking to that. And I had to it's it is an impact. I, the first time I had to address it, it was a dad and his nine and seven year old that wanted to go fishing. I want to be able to take those three fishing. Right, like that's a fun trip. Obviously, the dad wants to have both his boys with, but we we You know, we dealt with it, and we're just gonna swap the kids out. Right, and those who. <laughs> I've talked to like this dad in particular is like, you know, you know, it'll be kind of nice to just have some one on one time with the boys because I only have, I usually have them both with me when I'm fishing. So there is some, some upsides to it, but it'll be an adjustment for sure. And I, it sounds like we can expect that for the entire season, most likely.
1: So what's your, so do you have a plan um, other than the, maybe the swap to,
0: to circumvent this? The only thing, and this is not a groundbreaking idea, but we discussed last week uh, offering a six-hour trip. I've done a, a handful of six-hour trips, but I don't advertise it. Right. Uh, but for those types, because two hours, it seems like a lot of people would be itching mm-hmm. for a little bit more. If Just getting started. Early. Right. So a six-hour trip is something we added to our, to our menu, and I think that'll be good. And yeah, popular. for sure. I do have, I have a, a, a great customer who ha, has fished with a lot of different guides and he just has settled on that six hours is the right, right, the right amount of time to fish.
1: Because sometimes four hours, you know, if you're not limited by light, it just, you, you feel like you, you've got more to figure out. Mm-hmm. You you owe, you, owe, you owe it to yourself to, to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yep. in the spring and the fall would be that time. Like often in the spring and the fall on my half days, I get the, I get to, I get back to the resort, clean the fish. And I kinda wanna go back on right. fishing. Right. For myself because mm-hmm. it, it leaves me wanting a little more. So six hour trip is the my best way of solving that issue. Or just hire Will and Will and me. That's another thing. Get great the way full podcast it. feel. It's also a pretty there are particular customers who dealt with a lot they they habitually have booked guides for their for most of their lifetime and they've settled on that two people in the boat is the best experience right and therefore we're gonna hire as many guides as we need to have just two people in the boat and I have to agree with them I mean the the dad and two boys would maybe be an exception but, right uh, fish ability three people is pretty darn great
1: me, me plus yes two, correct three yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just kind of went back on every yeah <laughs> Yeah, I I think you're right there, um, and there is always the option of a follow boat mm-hmm. um, if you've got a group of four, yep, um, and we can do a swap there too. Right. So, right. if that's something that you'd like to to do, give us a call, yeah, uh, and we'll do everything we can in our power to to take care of you.
0: Yeah, and I know there's still a lot of folks who think like, well, they should be able to have three people in the boat if they're all from the same family, blah blah blah. At this point, sure. I don't care. I'm just thankful to be. But working. that's an
1: opinion. Yeah. We all have got one, yep. just like something else. <laughs> um, but it's not up to us. We're here to, to follow the guidelines yep. because we want to keep us and everybody safe, and we want to keep ourselves in business. For sure. Um, yep. And we're thinking long-term here, this is just a season. Yeah. Right. We're going to be okay.
0: Yep. And then we're just doing some real typical things that uh, will keep our boat safe. We mentioned this in an episode earlier, but um, sanitizing the boat, uh, washing down rod handles and reel handles and then just, you know, we don't get to high-five as much.
1: I'm going to really try hard not to lick my screen anymore. <laughs> uh, I know I've been caught doing that a number of times. I don't do it for the cleanly I do it for the taste. Uh, I'm going to try hard not to do it. Um, maybe I'll just do it after the trip. There you go. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Then how was your week fishing-wise?
1: Uh, it was good. Uh, I fished on leech. Uh, a few times uh, I found a real shallow bite, um, like the same thing that was last year. It was, it was the same spot, 3.7 feet of water, um, but this year I was pitching paddle tails. Um, it was really early in the morning. It was pretty early in the day when I went, and I think I, it wasn't early enough though. I got to the spot about 6.10, 6.15, and that I think I was hitting the tail end of it. Mm. Um, but it was good. You, really? know? you think they were
0: pushing out of there by then already?
1: I think so. It was bright, sunny, and calm, mm. gotcha. you know, and it was warm. Right. I think that was, but we ended up having a real nice day. Uh, a lot of nice big fish. Lot, uh, I think we ended up with eight nice keepers. I got waxed by Travis. Um, uh, anyway, um, that was pretty fun. I went to a little lake up here um, and caught a 27-incher, Nice. Which is if it is so much more satisfying to catch a big fish out of the littles mm-hmm. than it is to catch one on leech. For
0: sure. That's just stats, man. You right,
1: know. right. Yeah. Um, and and I think your odds your odds are certainly better of catching a giant out of these little ones yeah. than out of leech. Yep. But your average big fish, you know, your twenty five pluses, yeah. twenty five oh. to twenty seven on leech, yeah. is your odds are way better on leech for sure. But to yeah. catch one over twenty seven, your odds grow go. Way up going on one of these little lakes. Mm-hmm. And this is the time of year you're going to typically catch them. Sure. Even though they, they do look a little sad and pathetic. <laughs> I mean, they are, they are worn out. <laughs> worn yeah. out. But that's okay. We all understand. Yeah. We love them anyway.
0: Let them go. We'll see you in the fall. You weigh two pounds more. You look great.
1: This one may be a four and a half pounder if I caught it in October. Seven. <laughs> easy all yeah. day. I was like the shoulders on it were impressive. And then you I went to pick it up and it was like squish. <laughs> squish. You know how like you get a you got a minnow on too long, right? And the guts just fall right out of it. <laughs> That's what I was holding. It was like a a plastic bag that you filled put a little bit of water in. That's what I was trying to hold on to on the belly. I was like, oh. That's a good description. (laughs) He's sad. (laughs) But it was awesome. Uh, Beautiful fish. You know, just that deep gold. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that color. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love leech, but the fish are not super pretty out there. Mm -hmm. They're just walleyes.
1: They're the sand color.
0: Yeah. Sand colored walleyes. What it's got going for it is that there's a billion of them, and there's lots of big ones out there. Mm -hmm. So I do love leech, but... For, for the appearance of the fish eh. they take plenty of good pictures though they do
1: mm-hmm. yeah and you catch them the coolest ways
0: leech lake gold that has a nice ring to it yeah
1: but they're silver
0: you're the one who says leech lake gold I know the but it
1: sounds great
0: yeah I always think when, when other people post it I think it sounds great when you post it I think it sounds corny
1: you shut your mouth <laughs> I'll show you corny corny my <laughs> knuckles right in your mouth <laughs>
0: So here's the part where you ask me how my week was. Um,
1: I'm not done yet. Oh. Um, I also saw a bear yesterday. Ooh. Yep. But that was that was my week. That's cool.
0: Dan, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty good. It, I had some slow days for sure, especially like right after we recorded last week. Um, I fished Woman Lake a lot, and that was in prep for like my first trip, and. Uh, I, the, my first day out there, first day out there was great. Like, all right, I got a pretty good pattern going. The fish were in like eighteen to twenty feet of water. They wanted a small minnow on a jig, and they easy to me see. To, yeah, real easy to graph. Uh, in in right on waypoints I've had from the past. So I wasn't doing anything too too out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. you know. See fish, catch catch them. Yep. And the first day they cooperated really well, and then the next two they did not. And it got to the point where I was like, Am I marking suckers? Am I just sitting over a a big pile of suckers? And they were up. They were up off the bottom. And I was like, They got they gotta be suckers. I put everything I can past them. And then I just went back right at dark. And they were all walleyes. They just <laughs> didn't want to eat till right at dark. And even then they're like, Fine, I guess I'll eat this minnow. You they know, just
1: like, they don't just chomp on it, they just yeah, pick it pick yeah, it up. Yep. Like you've got a little caragrass.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh and then it, that started to get a little bit better, but that was that was a pattern out there for sure. They were deeper fish, and um, that lake's got a nice nice year class of, of keeper fish right now. Um, so slow, slow couple days after the last podcast. Then I got on Leech, had a real fun first day out there, um, fishing shallow rocks, the the typical shallow rock stuff, and uh, then the next day they didn't want. Be, well, it was tapering. There was some fish in the shallow rocks, but it was uh, not as good as the day before.
1: Do you think that was one of the first day,
0: the f- if not the first day they moved in? Maybe. So they were very aggressive and hungry? Could be. Could be for sure. Conditions were great for them to be in there. You know, the wind was blowing. We had some cloud cover. Uh, I spent a half hour pitching plastics into eight inches of water and getting bit like as soon as they hit the yes and they, they weren't all walleyes there was a lot of pike and there was smallmouth in there but there were walleyes too but it nice. was one after another for a while um so that was fun um but you just can't ever make it that simple where like okay now the shallow rocks are going
1: you know no. there's
0: some there's trends but uh they weren't they weren't going to be going for the foreseeable future i had to adapt and uh, found my best bite going right now is some mid-depth sand, like 13 to 15 feet of water, laying outside of some of the offshore structure that I fished in the past, and they're they're out there eating uh, minnows, but they want to eat a leech primarily when I'm going past them. So I feel like things are picking up a little bit. And you think
1: do you think leeches uh, are working out there because they're a little bit lazy or?
0: Yeah, you... I've been thinking about that a lot. So we've had a couple cold openers in a row, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody thinks minnow, minnow, minnow from the beginning of the season moving, moving forward, right? And then the minnows taper, and then come your creature baits. And I'm wondering now if, if you do get a cold trend in the spring, if, if, uh, and if the shiners aren't pushed in shallow, if there isn't just a little window where they're looking for a, a, a slightly easier meal, whether it's easier to catch or easier to digest, digest yeah. one of those two things. Um, I think, and it, it's not just me, the, the whole crew on the east side is fishing leeches right now. Right. Um, I think minnows will take over any time, right. hopefully before the ones in my cooler die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're pretty hardy right now. These are yeah. no pre-spawn minnows. I've, we've had a lot of luck at the store with, with our shiners. Yeah. I've lost maybe, out of the 12 gallons I've got, I've lost maybe... Six, not even six dozen, three dozen.
0: That's pretty good. That's, a That's lot impressive.
1: Yep. That's really impressive. So, I think this is going to be the strongest batch we've got, and I think they're going to start getting weak after you know maybe even this weekend. Well, I think they have to stop trapping them. When do they have to? The twenty third. Okay. Is when they got to be off most lakes. Gotcha. But they got they oh west they've got some little lakes that they can.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, that yeah. was the week in, in review. Um, it's nice to go, nice to be back to work. Nice to have customers in the boat and talk oh, yeah. fishing. And feels very, uh, very much like life is a little bit back to normal. You want
1: to know a fun fact? Yeah. I've caught two fish on minnows so far.
0: Really. The rest
1: have been plastics. Wow. wow. It's just it's so much. It's my newfound passion. You know.
0: You know I, wonder just because one argument you could make for plastics. Is that you're not dependent on, uh, you know, you're usually good for one fish per minnow. Mm-hmm. More often than not, maybe plastics are good for two fish. But oh not, yeah, not more than, but not more than two.
1: They, you see, they you see what up, they do to a yeah, bait.
0: They <laughs> they get torn up in a hurry. The
1: exception is when they are so deep in their throats. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing to bite them. Yeah. <laughs> But they, no, they do get tore up. Yeah. But they, I think they catch fish when minnows don't.
0: Oh, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. I think you're. Better. But
1: it's super situational where you're gonna be able to use. In my um, experience thus far, it's very situational where they're going to work um, better, uh, where you can use them to their to what your potential can be.
0: Yeah. Um, I would agree, uh, and I think a big factor in that is. Um, is like, well, for me, boat positioning and boat control and wind play a huge part in that. Um, There were a few times where I felt like they maybe would have worked had I been able to approach the spot from a different angle, but just the way the wind and the structure was working, I was kind of pigeonholed into how I could fish it, and I couldn't do what I wanted with, uh... sorry, (laughs) folks. Hopefully that's a guide trip call you right back carlsbad california that or there's the potential that uh the extended warranty on my car is still available and i just haven't called back that telemarketer <laughs> either way you've won a free trip <laughs> to jamaica yeah um is that good for week in week in review yeah uh, quick quick bait update you hit on it but town's flush with spot tails oh yeah
1: and they're not $16 a dozen. Right. Right. I think they're 40 bucks a quart if you want them. Nice. Which is great. They come in quarts? Yeah. They come in pints? Yeah. Nice. It's, it's super nice. It's super nice. Oh, and our league's starting up next Tuesday. Hey, that's good news. Yeah, five weaker. I won last year, so I have to take third this year.
0: Well, hold on, though, because this, this season is different. So you don't have to follow your same trend. You can win it. Oh. Maybe this Nobody's is we, ever win a five. Never won a five week season.
1: I have always won the. I've always been in first after, the first
0: week. Are you still doing, Beach Lake for, for Leech week Pike
1: one? Dale? I'm worried. I'm gonna get annexed. I'm gonna get just crushed by the annex. Everyone's gonna
0: pile in there. You'll be all right. I think you'll be all right.
1: I'm worried. I'm real worried. That's, I don't.
0: That is a thing.
1: It's my biggest fear.
0: If you want to hear all about annex fishing, there is another uh, podcast. That comes out of Pikedale. It's pretty funny. Uh, Pikedale folks are some of our favorites. Carl and Phil, they do a, a fishing podcast, I think, every week. And uh, What's
1: that called? Annex stock?
0: <laughs> <laughs> with CK and Philly dog? Yeah, you got at least half of that right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Will, would you say that it's, it's important to you to try to catch fish and not be with 90 other boats?
1: I can honestly say I've never while I fished the annex. Mm-hmm.
0: You're you're ahead of me. I've I've fished it three times. Are you sure you haven't pulled crankbaits out there or nope, something? No, Never
1: pulled crankbaits. No, I take that back. The first year of the fall bonanza, I drifted from I drifted from sub. There's like a brake line that runs from sub to annex. Mm-hmm. I drifted that. And caught two rock bass. I did catch a rock bass. <laughs> they devoured that fathead. Yeah, but that's what we did. That's, the, that's as close as I've come to while I fish in the annex.
0: Gotcha. But yeah. there's fish out there. Like, you can't always argue with the results, man. Oh, they whale on them. Yep. Anyway, I don't think you'll see our boats out there. But there are a bunch of fish out there, and you could catch them. Guarantee it.
1: All right, shut up. Let's take a break
0: hey there it's Lacey. this episode of walleye talk is sponsored by full stringer bait and tackle right now it's giveaway time on our facebook page and we want all of you to have a chance to win a new american-made saint croix rod go to our facebook page full stringer bait and tackle like our page and find the giveaway and details to enter more exciting news we just got our first shipment of g loomis rods we are so excited to be able to offer all of you another high-quality, American-made rod here at Full Stringer. We hope you all have a safe and happy Memorial Weekend, and good luck out on the water.
1: So coming off of a long, snowy, cold winter, um, you're not going to come right back in the swing of things running 100%. Mm -hmm. You come into it with some bad habits. Um, What are some tips that you have of breaking some of these bad habits.
0: Well, I think the the best thing I can do is just the reason I thought of it is I felt like I was doing a lot of bad habits this year, and um, right like right from the beginning, it started with um, uh, George Wells's stupid pink hook on a Lindy rig was a deal this the last couple days. <laughs> Like, it was for sure a deal, and I, like, couldn't get myself to admit it, you know? And the red hook wasn't getting bit. But the pink was. The pink was. And then I finally was like, all right, (laughs) stupid pink hook. And then both rods were getting bit.
1: Here's George Well. Well, yeah, of course it was. (laughs) Of course it was. So, as much as I, um... What do you use for pink hooks? The... Use Gamagatu or do you use Fusion? Fusions. Yeah.
0: They're nice. The paint doesn't chip very easily. You can wrench on them with pliers and most of the paint stays on. I was just wondering. Yeah. So that was one thing. Uh, Wanting them to bite a specific thing, (laughs) specifically a jig and a minnow, that was a, and I felt bad about it because it burnt a little bit of customer time, for sure, that I was just certain that they were going to eat a jig and a minnow when I found the right ones. And then it wasn't, I was like, all right. Stop! Don't do this. Don't be an old curmudgeon guide yet. <laughs> you know you can do that in thirty years, <laughs> but you got thirty more to get better mm-hmm. to to um to qualify yourself to be able to be an old curmudgeon. So, uh, you know, rigging rigging leeches has worked really well on Leech Lake, and I want them to bite a jig and a minnow. I want to be drifting that brand new boat dangerously close to rock. Oh race. yeah, uh, but it, that wasn't the wasn't what the lake was doing the last couple of days.
1: You almost notice that in the springtime you'll have more variations between tactics than you do in the fall. Yeah. Like fall, it's like minnows or bust a lot of time, mm-hmm. unless you get a a crazy 60 65 degree and sunny day. Yeah. With yeah. flat calm. Mm-hmm. You also have less
0: options in the fall, though. True. Uh, True. These fish are spread out.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: And they're moving, and they're yeah you're right, but even bait wise too it's it's pretty hard to have good leeches in the fall, yeah, and they they usually do catch fish, but yeah, so just don't fall into the the old the old habits, and also regardless of who you are um, you should not ever think that you've figured it out, and that <laughs> it, it's hard for for me as like this is my career now this is what I'm doing with my life but you still have to be willing to accept that you had some things wrong and that you need to be making adjustments still. And it's something I really envy about young anglers because young anglers are, like, thirsty for information. They don't have the expectation that they know what they're ta- mm-hmm. they're doing. So they're going to just be constantly taking in information and trying to learn. Right. right? That should be the case for all of us. Um, it, usually in your walleye career at the beginning, there's – your learning curve is huge, where you're learning new things and getting way better in a short period of time if you're ambitious and after it. Part of that's you're young, you've got energy, you're willing to learn, you're not supposed to know stuff. And then later on, that information just kind of trickles in, like new stuff trickles into you now, You know, where you're getting a few new things a season that that are making you a little bit better. I
1: think part of it, too, is you think you have... I think as older anglers, you have a filter um, where you... Before you even try it, you you decide whether or not this is valuable, Mm -hmm. or if it's garbage. Mm -hmm. Um, Before you even really analyze it to the fullest extent, sure, yeah, you know, so you throw it out before you even try it because, well, it didn't make it through your filter,
0: right? Yeah,
1: I noticed that I have, um, like, my decision making skills have been, like, not terrible, but worse than I usually am Mm -hmm. where i'm like grinding things out where i'm like i shouldn't be here (laughs) why am i doing this yeah all because i'm like well i think they're gonna come here and it's just a bad idea Mm -hmm. but i i think on the on saturday morning i kind of got out of my funk where i would have grinded that and i just left Uh, and i think that was the right decision because then we you know instead of having two in the box or whatever it was we ended up with, you know, eight in the box, and we caught quite a few more fish because I went and tried. Sure. Um, but it was, yeah, I think that was, that's the biggest thing. Is you got to shake the cobwebs off. you yeah. got to make the, you've got to adapt to your situations, and I wasn't. I wasn't doing that, so yeah. now I am, so I feel the, like I'm to Yeah, I there's just
0: always the potential that you could have... A, you know, if you're not willing to change things, you could have a real poor whole season if you don't, cha- if you're not willing to change oh, yeah. things, you know?
1: Try and do something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's like micro during the day, willing to change things, and then macro, you know, over the next 10 years, if we're doing a podcast in 10 years, there's probably things that don't even exist yet that we're going to use to catch walleyes consistently and, and uh, ap- approaches to it, so you got to be willing to. That's pretty exciting to think about. For sure. Maybe we'll be, that's the goal, right? We want to be the ones who come up with one of those things? I've got it. The umbrella rig.
1: No, no. better yet. The helicopter rig. <laughs> it's like a giant bottom bouncer okay. that you use from a helicopter <laughs> because of the wind from the helicopter.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's illegal not to fish from a helicopter.
1: You know what, now that you say it, you're
0: absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I'm going to call our local conservation officer. See all these G-dang boats out there? There's supposed to be helicopters out there. Yo,
1: Jackie. <laughs> what are these? <laughs> what are all these dudes doing in a boat? <laughs> <laughs> they need to get up here now. <laughs> Airspace is clear. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, that's the bad habit section. You you Are you through it? You got any other bad habits you're trying to get rid of? fishing related (laughs)
1: uh no i i think i'm doing quite well as far as like trying to adapt and and change with you know the with the like the ways you catch walleyes yeah um anyway um let's move on to how how technology is changing the fishing experience. So you have a new boat with a Helix 12 Mega Image. It's one of the most awesome boats I've been in. Um, Very easy to fish out of. You know, the company you're with lacks a little bit, (laughs) but don't worry, I'll make up for it. Um, But other than that, the boat itself is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you notice that your boat and what's inside of it has changed your fishing?
0: First of all, I have felt like it's like a new office, right? A new boat is like a new office. You have the same layout. You're, you're lucky. You got the same thing. I don't know where to put my net. I don't know where to <laughs> set the rods when I'm like unbuckling a fish. I, I, that's going to take a little bit. That's
1: true. But it's also way different for me. Why? Because I used to, you just throw stuff everywhere. <laughs> I'm taking 10 minutes and just putting stuff away. And it almost kill, it kills me a little bit every time I do it. But go on.
0: You're up, next. You, um,
1: keep, you keep going.
0: Well, I, like if you're going to link it to technology, the, the, the graphs and the trolling motors, I still use my Vantage 90% of the time, but I did make a point to get my bow mount down and spot lock on a spot where I felt like pitching was the best option. And what you don't realize...
1: Is that where you cut those small off?
0: Uh, no it was, we did catch some walleyes there, uh, but shallow, shallow spot, you know, we were pitching at, well, no, we were drifting and it was a difficult drift for me to do as the guide. Like I was having to work really hard to, to get the boat to where we wanted to be. And then as soon as we got bit, we were, we were off the spot in a hurry and off our line in a hurry because the wind was up. Um, and it occurred to me, that it would, if we spotlocked, it would free my mind up to start thinking about what was going on a little bit more, because when you're using advantage, vantage, you're constantly adjusting, your, mm-hmm. like that's the work of it, right, and if I, I figured if I spotlocked, I could take some time, not have to worry about the boat control for a little while, and, and start thinking about what could, what could we be doing better, that was the big thing. Right. Oh, uh, the fish were biting a jig and a leech, um, but I, I did feel like there was a, the, the opportunity to maybe make an improvement We we were real close to shallow rocks. I felt like plastics might, might work well. So it just like eliminated a variable for me. So, um, the bow mount and the way that links with my graph now, that was, that's a, a big improvement. And the, even from my old boat to this one, those, those bow mounts are probably like seven years apart in age. And like the spot locks way better, easier to use. There's more information on there. It shows you on your graph like where your anchor point is and, and how far away you are from it, all sorts of little things. Um, but the imaging is another thing. The imaging is a big one. And one thing I've noticed about the imaging is that uh, when like this spot I was fishing today, your 2D isn't, it, it's showing fish every once in a while, but not constantly whereas your imaging is showing fish almost constantly when you're fishing, and it makes you want to always be moving, right? Because, like, <laughs> like, there's these fish are there's not a real solid trend. They're spread out in this flat, and it was a 100-yard stretch of water, mm-hmm. right? And they, the best – I didn't change how I fished it, but it made me think, like, God, if I was 25 feet north right now, there's seven of them right there. <laughs> because, so your imaging shows a bigger picture, mm-hmm. and therefore – um, and laterally instead of conically y- right, yeah. right so like the boat's not over seven fish there's seven fish spread out probably eight feet apart uh, 25 feet to your north you know so it makes me always be like well I want to be 25 feet to my north right now if there's seven <laughs> of them over there <laughs> uh, yeah I, that, that's uh, that's a big game changer I do think though that it is not it is not uh, the, it's not going to solve the rock thing Nope and maybe I'm wrong, but i i i can't I can't think that it's it can't been see subtle, through rocks right right and I know there's folks who have incidences of you you look at the fish that are casting a shadow on the shadow that the rock is casting yeah i understand
1: know, uh it's a dream within a dream yeah i I've, I've, I've <laughs> yeah, seen that yeah. before,
0: yeah many times but <laughs> it uh I don't think it's it's just not gonna solve the rock problem and I'm fine with that honestly right
1: so. intuition has got to have a play when it comes to to
0: walleyes I sure hope it does otherwise a lot of our
1: and panoptics can't solve your problems <laughs> right like panoptics works in less than 10 feet of water like that's where it's and when the fish are elevated fish in 8 feet of water often are not elevated unless they're just crushing right and if you're just cracking them everybody else is cracking them too yeah it cannot solve your problems.
0: It's nice to hear. Yeah. So yeah. The, the technology is, is for sure changing the game a little bit, but I think there's always going to be a place for good judgment calls, knowing your body of water, knowing the weather, knowing your seasonal changes, knowing your forage base, all of the stuff that you really hang your hat on uh, as, a, as a good angler. Mm-hmm. Technology is a part of being a good angler, but so is the time you spend on the water and what you know about the hole.
1: It can't overtake your knowledge of the ecosystem. Right. Caught, otherwise, unless I stumbled on them. Sure. You know, because I like, okay, there's four of them right there. Pitch that direction, boom, fish on. Right. Which is a really interesting thing um, because you're now eliminating. A couple of questions. Mm-hmm. So I think that's helped. And another thing, I mean, I, I'm like, you know, I keep saying this, but the evolution of plastics is just outstanding. Yeah. Um, they, they've, it's more than just a Mr. Twister tail now. Mm-hmm. You can do so much more with it. And one thing I started doing because of fishing the shallow sand, like when I get hooked up on a plastic instead of uh, in the caragrass, Instead of, like, winding it back in, taking it all off by hand, what I'll do is I'll just snap my rod, like, and try and, like, whip it off. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a cadence. And I've been getting bit trying to get out of the (laughs) caragrass. Right? So you know, almost like a jig wrap stroke, you just kind of of pop it. Mm -hmm. Well... I, I caught a couple of fish getting out of caragrass. So now like that's a that's a thing for that's a cadence for me now to catch walleyes even when I'm not in caragrass. Mm. Which is pretty sweet where yeah. you just pop it and hold it. Like more than just like a soft stroke, you know, of a of a foot. You give it that extra little giddy up, more of a lazy walleye, let's get bit kind of a yeah, kind of a cadence. And sure. it's really friggin' fun. <laughs> Well that's how technology's changed my...
0: Changed I wonder if it way. won't kind of level out uh, the impact of zebra mussels on our lakes. Like, we're going to be dealing with ever-clearing water. And clearing water and shallow fish... Uh, it's not that... Uh, Cass Lake is a great example. They for sure still use shallow water all the time. But it's harder to catch them... Um, If you have to look for them first, right? Right, for sure. But now, like, the imaging helps you not have to look for them by driving over them. Right, and you have to pitch them. You have to pitch them, and you can keep your distance figuring out where they're at.
1: And know exactly where they're at once you get bit. Right. Or once, you know, once you found them. Yep. To stay on them. All right, let's do a quick... Oh, we've got the... Uh, oh, would you rather we gotta do the would you rather Dan, would you rather take a almost summertime like a, a summertime Lake of the Woods trip or would you rather take a springtime rainy river trip? Barring you don't lose any business, just personal so preference.
0: I've, I've got just I've got the time to go for three days to either Rainy
1: River or Lake of the
0: Woods. What
1: would you what would you rather do?
0: The The rainy river is like a... guilt. It almost feels like a guilty pleasure, you know? Because <laughs> you're coming out of a real rough winter. Right. And you just want to be in a boat.
1: To go sit in 28-degree weather yep.
0: in the open water. It's like a guilty pleasure. But Lake of the Woods is a premier walleye lake uh, that's not terribly far from us, and I've never been on it in a boat. So <laughs> I think I would take... Lake the woods in a boat.
1: Final answer? For sure.
0: Part of that is also that Warrior hosts a Tournament, tournament up there. On August eighth that I'm gonna be going to this year. You are? Yeah. Yeah. And uh I wanna be not just a fool. And they're all pulling lead core and what are you gonna do? Stuff. I don't
1: know. You're gonna drive Either. around and jig wrap them. I mean that's what That's I want. what you're re- that's yeah. gonna be what you're doing. Graham's middle name is Jig and Wrap.
0: I'll just have Mackie. I'll have Dylan Mackey call me every 15 minutes and be like, quit jig wrapping. You gotta be pulling
1: lead. I told you not
0: to jig wrap up there, you gotta pull
1: lead. You know what you'll do? You'll launch on the main lake and you'll drive up the river. (laughs) (laughs) This is a nice big mark, sturgeon. (laughs) Well, you guys sure might have caught walleyes, but I snagged six sturgeon. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> took the six hours to get them all in
0: <laughs> but that answer also lines up a little bit with the uh, what we were saying about the bad habits Like Lake of the Woods is a great place to get better at fishing because mm-hmm. you're going to catch a couple the learning curve anything. is
1: well, you, you've you got more bite yep. to, to experience yep. so.
0: yeah Lake of the Woods sounds nice plus that thing I want to just crush that thing into some seven footers mm-hmm. that's what they're built for right like the woods it is
1: I love it that's that's surprising,
0: but I love it um, what do you got for a weekend preview? What are you thinking for the Memorial Day weekend and a couple days after
1: big thing is, is be respectful of the other boats. This is our busiest weekend. Be respectful of the people working this weekend, yeah um, be you know as conscientious as you can um but I think the fish are gonna be shallow we've got some we've got some boomers coming in. It looks like it could be. I know we've said we're not weather, we're not weather people, <laughs> we're not meteorologists, but it looks like we could have some some weather. So plan your plan your days around it. Don't plan your, you know, make sure that you are out there during these prime times because r- right before these weather systems in can be so awesome. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but be safe mm-hmm. um, and make sure you're, you're catching some walleyes. So it's
0: good stuff. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, I think fishing is going to be good. Lots of opportunity on Leech like obviously for, it, we're getting to the time of the year where you can catch them on a lot of different things. And I think this weekend might be, oh, we, you know, you will know, talk to a group who pounded them on shiners, a group who mm-hmm. got them on rigs. Um, but that, I think that means you have to have all of your baits with, and then keep some flexibility. But also, this is a great opportunity to learn and try new stuff. So if you haven't tried plastics yet, if you haven't tried, um, maybe you want to add slip bobbers to your presentation, maybe you, whatever it is, cast and stick baits at Shallow Rocks, um, get a couple, catch a couple, and then this, this is your time to experiment. Don't do it on July 9th when you can't buy a walleye bite. <laughs> right. uh, do it when they're cooperative and figure out gain what, some confidence yeah, gain some confidence in something new. Um, shallow fish I think for sure if we've got cloud cover and and some wind blowing. Um, but there'll be a lot of variety. The littles I got we said this last week and I think the, the littles are about to get good. They're going to pop. Yeah, they're not there yet. It's I think a lot of people fishing the smaller lakes are struggling a little bit more than they want to knowing it's May, but they're about to be real good. Right. Um, yeah. And then I, you have a lot of control over the the crowd stuff. If I were you, I would be doing, like, one big shopping trip at in town, mm-hmm. right? Right. Hit the one-stop, hit Full Stringer, hit the grocery store, and buy three times as much stuff as you think you're right. going to need. Plan how to take care of your minnows, how to take care of your bait, and then you're done. You're right. You're not going back and forth. Some and you're fishing the,
1: all the time.
0: Right. Some people call the one stop the four stop, which is funny. Cause I, that definitely <laughs> That's matches you to my a Yeah, Although you've gotten a lot better. I have. I have. Yep. Uh. <laughs> 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 but yeah, plan ahead. Uh, Curti's at the boat launches. Curti's people catch more walleyes. Be willing to help. Yep. That's the big thing. Help, help a neighbor out. Yeah. And then... Uh, Spend some money up here. If you got a little money to spend in these businesses up here, uh, buy a takeout meal, even if you're used to packing sandwiches for the boat. Uh, we'd all appreciate that. We want our little community to thrive, and uh, it takes, takes some folks like you uh, doing that.
1: Takes all kinds. Yep. Well, that's about
0: it for this episode. Yeah, I think that was great. That's like, this is this feeling like the normal walleye talk. We got, yeah. a, we got a baby smiling at Will for the first time. He's
1: about ready to cry. I've made him cry twice today.
0: Graham's been quarantined for a while, so he's not used to seeing strangers. Will <laughs> and I are finally uh, doing one together. We got a new mic system. We're sitting um, six feet apart. Right. And uh, so that my baby boy gets to see Uncle Will. And he, he, apparently he's scared of him now. <laughs> Evidently.
1: He Sp- spent three months away from the kid.
0: All right, good luck fishing, folks. This is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. Thank you. Bye, shirt.